Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. Today we are talking with Amy, and we are going to be exploring the topic of music and how that connects to wellness and well-being, and I'm really excited for this conversation. Welcome, Amy. Thanks, Tabby. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background or your journey into this current line of work and how you came to the place you are today. Yeah, well, my name is Amy Biondo, and I'm a professional singer and a songwriter and a dancer and a vocal coach. And I was kind of one of those kids that came out of the womb singing. That was music was always really important to me and just a huge part of my life. And I was always in the choir and the musicals and everything. Um, at the same time, it was my relationship with my voice was never easy. And I would get super, super nervous. Like I really wanted to be on stage and I wanted to be seen. But then when I actually did it, it was so terrifying. And I was just really plagued with all of these thoughts of like, I'm not good enough and people won't like it. And so it, I was really getting in my own way a lot. So when I became a professional singer, I just finally had this come to Jesus moment with myself. And I was like, I know I can be doing better. And I know that I am the one that's getting in my own way here. So I really went on this long journey of trying to figure out how do I work with my mind to get centered to let go of these kind of intrusive self-judgmental thoughts and really just let go of all the things that were holding me back from really experiencing the full range and beauty and power of my voice which I knew like I felt that it was in there but I felt like it just wasn't I, there was something I was doing to block it so through therapy and meditation and journaling and vocal training training and improvisation all of these things, I was just kind of like searching in the dark, like for this puzzle piece that was going to help me fix this problem. And then over the years, like I was really able to heal my relationship with my voice. And it's not that those judgmental voices have gone away, but I've figured out how to get past them, notice them, let them go and do what I came to do, which is to share my voice and create something beautiful for the audience. So having gone through that journey myself, then I really started to feel so passionate about like there must be other people who are having the same issue that are searching and trying to find the right thing. So I really wanted to share what I've learned over these years and really distill it down for people in a really actionable, approachable way for people to work on their own voices and overcome any kind of fear and self-doubt that they have in order to connect with a place of confidence and joy in their singing. Beautiful. I love that. I love your story so much. So um, let's connect the dots for our listeners. How does the power of our voice influence or connect to our overall wellness or well-being? Yeah, great question. So singing in and of itself has all of these health benefits. It's amazing. It increases endorphins, which are the happy hormones. It decreases cortisol, which is a stress hormone, and it creates, um, it strengthens the lungs, it improves the blood flow and blood oxygenation, it creates connection to people. When you sing in a group, people's heartbeats synchronize. It's amazing. And then the other thing is it's just fun. <laughs> and um, So bringing more fun and joy into your life always has benefits in terms of wellness. Definitely. That's one of the things I talk to people a lot about is like, are you having enough fun in your life? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Not, 
Yeah, I get it. Okay, awesome. Well, that's good. That's a great connection point. Um, I love that idea about it reducing stress. I did not make that connection. So that's really huge because who doesn't need that these days, right? Less stress. So that's a beautiful connection as well. That's right. You know, the other thing I wanted to mention is that the singing voice and the speaking voice and the figurative voice, you know, finding your voice in a situation, for example, those are all really inextricably linked. So when you develop your singing voice, at least in the way that I am sing teaching people to really use the whole body, look at the emotional obstacles and let those go, when you train your voice in that way, you start to find like, oh, I could say no to someone that I couldn't say no to before. I learned how to set that boundary or I had the courage to really have a difficult conversation. And so the um, speaking voice and the figurative voice also really start to blossom and open up as, as you work with the singing voice. Mm, I love that. And that's a really great segue into where we're going next, right? So what role does the inner critic play in our ability to fully use our voice? Yeah, the inner critic. So just to define that in case people aren't familiar with that, the inner critic is the voice in the back of your head that is observing everything and has an opinion about everything, is criticizing, why'd you do that? That was stupid. Um, and if, if you're listening and you're like, I don't have that voice, I am so jealous. And I don't think I've ever met anyone who didn't have that voice. So, but most of us do struggle with that to a greater or lesser extent. And um, what happens is the inner critic really makes us small. It tries to force us into this very small box and um, it's much more difficult to really express ourselves with the fullness of who we are when there's another part of ourself that's sort of split off saying, don't do that, don't say that, you're not good enough, what are you doing? So it just um, really inhibits us from being our full selves, our full authentic selves. Um, talk to us then a little bit about what you recommend in terms of working with the inner critic and, and really, you know, allowing that voice to come through and shine through that, the healthier voice, the more positive voice, the more inspiring voice, like how can we start to shift from the inner critic into the more helpful, positive, inspiring one? Yes, I love that. Um, so the first thing is a lot of us have never really stopped to listen to the inner critic. Like, what am I actually saying to myself here? You know, for me, it's a lot of like, you're not good enough. You're not worthy. You don't get to do, you don't know enough, that kind of stuff. And so over the years, I've really like been able to see what the loop is because we all have certain thought patterns that come up over and over and over. Every time we get scared, that's the one that comes in. So the first step is really getting to know that you can do that through journaling. You can do that through meditation, working with your thoughts in the, um, the online course that I teach called the world needs your voice. We do a really deep dive into working with the inner critic and we look at it from a number of issues or a number of angles, including working with singing and moving, moving it through. Um, so the point I want to make is it's not trying to push it away, but it's actually the first step is turning toward it, getting curious about it. What is this voice? Also, did someone in my life say this to me at one point? And now that's something that I'm saying habitually to myself. So it's always good to know also what's the origin of this thing. And do I need to keep believing this thing? So the second point that I want to make about that is that the inner critic often 
is developed from a very young place. So this young place tends to be all or nothing thinking and it's really oriented towards survival. So, you know, it's like, don't do that. Don't say that. You're going to be embarrassed. You're going to be rejected. And it's like very life or death. And that's why it can feel so scary and so strong when it comes up. So really knowing and understanding what the inner critic is, where it comes from, what your particular pattern is, and then you can start, it's almost like as if you had a, a two-year-old that was having a tantrum. You wrap him up in a blanket, maybe he's really hungry, you give him something to eat, and you're like, oh, sweetie, you're so scared right now, but it's okay, you know, I'm going to like strap you in your car seat, and you're safe, and here's your teddy bear, but I get to drive. I am driving this car. You don't get to drive this car because I'm the grown-up. So it's like really accessing that older, wiser, more centered place in yourself, more neocortex rather than reptilian brain place, you know? And then you can, the, the voice might not go away. It might still be back there having its temper tantrum, but you don't have to believe it. And you know, like, I'm the one driving. I got this. I know what I'm doing here. The inner critic, interestingly enough, tends to get really activated when we're doing something um, really scary or new and we're pushing outside of our comfort zone. So it sometimes can be a good sign. It's like, oh, I'm really doing something really brave. I'm doing something I've never done before and I'm really scared, but I can do this. So how does singing help with that then? How does singing help kind of clear it or move it through? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I can. So in the course, we look a lot at feeling it in the body. So feeling the actual physical experience of that self-judgment, that fear. And you can, we use a lot of improvisational methods. So improvising with the body, allowing the body to just make whatever shapes, whatever movements feel good and delightful in the moment in the same way using the voice. And just really, there's no right or wrong. It could be, could sound like singing, it could sound like sound, but really allowing the whole of who you are to ride on this movement and sound, including all those voices inside of you. And in that way, it gets it unstuck. So a lot of these things can be held in different places in the body, and then that creates tension. That makes it harder to sing when you maybe have some tension across the throat or in the heart center, wherever it is. So the more you're moving and singing these things through, it can really shake them up, get them moving. And like I said, it's not like that voice is never going to come back, but it's going to start to feel more transparent and more workable and less scary. So in the course that you've mentioned a couple of times, so is that part of it too, where you're kind of guiding people into the movement through song or is that kind of a separate thing that you do? Yeah, exactly. That's a big part of it. There's a lot of journaling and really getting inside, you know, what is the inner critic? What am I saying to myself here? And then um, we also work with just good, healthy singing technique, how to breathe, how to support your voice, how to sing from a nice balanced and relaxed and open position. I'm coming from the point of view that everyone has a beautiful voice that's inside of them, but it's just that we hold it back. We have patterns of tension and holding and constriction that make it harder for that voice to come through. So we work a lot with the body, trying to find out where we're holding on, releasing those areas, and then learning to allow the the voice to come through. We also do a unit about gratitude and we do a chunk of work about stage fright, really getting to know 
what are our personal responses in stage fright? Because everybody feels it a little bit differently. How is that felt in the body? And then giving people tools for how to manage it in the moment so you can really re-regulate your nervous system and come back to that place of confidence. Mm, beautiful. I love that. Because I would definitely be one of those people who would say to you, I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I sing in the shower and I sing in the car and I sing when I'm home alone. But like to even go out and do karaoke, I would be like, nope, no one's gonna hear this voice, right? Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there are so many people out there that are in that boat. And I'm telling you, Tabby, it's in there. It really is. And there's just some things that maybe you're doing to kind of prevent it from coming out, but um yeah, we all have, we are all born with perfect voices and it's just a matter of discovering them. Um, any last thoughts you want to leave us with in terms of the voice or the inner critic or anything else before I ask you to share how people can find you to learn more? Yeah, um, I guess I just want to say like a lot of people have gone through life hearing messages about their voices, like maybe people said, oh, you're tone deaf, you shouldn't sing or oh, you're you're uh you can just be pretty all the time and kind and sweet but you can't sing anything like really powerful or aggressive or like you know that kind of thing or maybe people you know somebody was like bopping along in the back seat when they were a kid and their dad turned around and was like don't quit your day job you know like a lot of us have those memories i had a voice teacher once i studied voice with her for a while and i was so um just scared and shy and I I couldn't find my voice at that time I was maybe 16 and she wasn't somebody who was really working with the emotional obstacles to singing and she told my parents she's like oh Amy just doesn't have what it takes to be a singer and like don't mm -hmm. waste your money <laughs> that's what she said so a lot of us have heard something like that and then that becomes part of the inner critic and then my inner critic is sometimes like Amy just doesn't have what it takes, like, but I know where that came from. Um, but I just want to encourage your listeners, if you are somebody that's carrying something like that around, it doesn't, you don't need to feel like that's true and that is who you are. And I'd really love to encourage people to take a growth mindset where maybe something feels like it's not easy yet, but if you work hard and if you have the right resources, it could really open up and feel different. And the voice is really that way. So, um, yeah, the story you've been walking around with doesn't need to be true. So tell us, how can we find you to learn more? Yeah, so my website is amybiondo.com. I have this online course I would love to encourage people to check out. It's self-paced. It's a six-week course, and it's videos, journal prompts, downloadable um vocal exercises and guided meditations all about really digging into whatever's holding you back from finding your authentic voice i'd love to offer your listeners a 25 percent discount so if you use the discount code journey 25 you will be able to take advantage of that 25 percent discount and this will all be in the show notes as well fabulous thank you so much amy how interesting i've really enjoyed chatting with you today thanks for being on with us